Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm going solo on that ass, but it's still the same. We're talking Impact Wrestling. I am your host, Mike Gilbert. JD is out this week. Um, JD had a wrestling tournament, and I am actually recording uh, very late at night. Well, it's not late for me here, Hawaii time. It's actually, um, you know, like 10-something Hawaii time, but um, for everybody else, you know, it's it's a lot different. So there was no way that JD and I, being four hours apart, that he was actually going to be able to record um, and watch the show it's just way too late for him and then I, I didn't want to bug anybody on the east coast so i'm just doing it at my leisure man and that's cool with me um um but i i'm glad that i was able to do it this week it sucks that jd is not on the show this week because um impact was like 10 times better this week than uh than it was last week last week was one of their worst episodes we had seen in a long time and i tried my best everybody to to find the positive in that episode because I knew like um, before JD and I went on the air, I knew how much he hated that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to let him have his night and just talk about how much he hated the episode because he was so passionate about it. Um, and I was going to try to find, a, you know, some silver linings to say the least, but it, it was last week was not a good episode. This week was, was really good. Um, was it like, you know, was there anything groundbreaking? Was there anything like crazy newsworthy? Not necessarily, but I did think that it was a fun show overall. Um, and we're going to get, uh, we're going to get into that news here in a couple of minutes. But the first thing that, uh, I think that we need to talk about, it's not breaking news because it did happen, um, just last week. Um, Mercedes or I'm sorry, Mercedes Monet. Um, the former Sasha Banks, she actually took to Instagram and she, uh, she posted a, um, a picture of her and Mickey James, essentially teasing a, a match with the knockouts champion, Mickey James, Mickey had the belt in the photo. I think it was her stock picture from impactwrestling.com. Um, she posted that and it's, it's hilarious. Actually, it, this, it actually struck fear to the hearts of the entitled AEW fans. There's this whole core group of fans in AEW, and I'm going to talk about them later, too, on the Patreon. Um, they feel like they're entitled to every single free agent that comes available. Like every every free agent that's a big star, they think that they should be able to have them in that promotion. And the reason why that is is because Tony Khan signed a lot of people and brought them in, and a lot of it worked, and a lot of it has not, honestly. Um, he's, he's had some misses with uh, with a lot of those free agent signings. Um, but they everybody assumed that, that Mercedes Martinez was going to go to AEW. She ended up not showing up. She signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and now she's teasing a match with Mickie James where I have not seen her tease any matches with anybody from AEW, so that's kind of cool um, if you're an Impact fan, right? Um, could she somehow, some way, end up wrestling an impact? Um, it's possible. Will she? Well, I'm I'm no longer as big a skeptic as I once was. However, I do think that if the match between Mickey and Mercedes happens, it'll actually be at the Multiverse United show. Um, I have not heard any rumors of that. That's just me speculating based on um, on things, some of the trends that we're seeing. And they do have that big show coming up on March 30th at the uh, the Globe in Los Angeles, WrestleMania weekend. Um, I do think that Rebellion is going to be the bigger show. Um, and that's going to surprise people that I'm saying that because you would think the joint show with Impact and and New Japan would be the bigger one, but honestly, there's like a thousand shows going on that weekend, and they're airing at like 11 p.m. on a Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday night. So I don't think that's going to get a ton of buys, 
Um, not that Impact does very well on pay-per-view anyway. I just think that Rebellion is the bigger show. It's going to be on a better night. It's going to be on Sunday night in prime time um, with no football uh, to compete with them. So, um, you know, if if I had all power, right, and I have none, um, I would I would encourage Scott Demore and uh, New Japan to, to make that match for um, either a big show in Japan or – you know the biggest possible show for Impact and right now. The 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 one that's coming up is is Rebellion, and that's where I would like to see that match. But I think if we do get it, and I'm not saying we are, because um, people say a lot of stuff on social media, and it doesn't mean a whole lot until it actually happens. Um, but if we do get that match, I I I think that it will actually be at the Multiverse United show, and that made that that makes that show a lot bigger. Now, you know, we already got the uh, Will Osprey versus Mike Bailey. We have Moose versus Jeff Cobb. Um, we have Josh Alexander versus Kushida. I I think that Mercedes versus Mickey would be the biggest match on that show, and that would be the show that you headline with. It's not going to be the best match on the show. But I think that's the biggest possible match that you can make. Well, not possible, but that's the biggest match out there. If that ends up on that show, that's a huge match. Um, the, like I said, the only problem is is it's a Thursday night on a, at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, so you're not really going to have as big a possible audience. So for me, in my taste, I say, you know, save it for a giant New Japan show or save it for uh, one of the Impact pay-per-views and Rebellion is going to be a pretty big show. So that's where I would like to see that. But um, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. You know, I'm not I'm not, not saying that she's coming, but I'm not the most confident, you know. Like we've seen Will Ospreay tease, you know, Impact Wrestling stuff for a couple of years now. And he still hasn't, he just finally showed up, you know, coming up soon. But that's because it was a joint show in New Japan. Um so I, I don't I don't know like I, I'm like fifty fifty on whether on whether or not this will actually happen. Um just because I, I and I think that's a good place to be if if you're an impact fan or if you're like me, an impact podcaster and you want like you actively want the company to do well because it it helps your podcast. So like I need them to make these big matches so that way I can talk about cool shit. That's important to me. Right. But if you're like one of these hardcore fans and um, and you just want to see the company be successful because you're you're passionate about it. Um, I, I I think that going 50 50 is a good way not to set yourself up for um, set yourself up for failure there. Um, it's good to have your expectations a little bit low. Um, and then if it does happen, great. And if it doesn't happen, well, look, we never had this person in the company anyway. So it's not like you lost anything. Um but I do, I do think it's cool that she's at least teasing it, right? When before, I don't think that, um, you know, obviously when she was in WWE, she wouldn't be doing stuff like that. But when she got released, I didn't think that we had a hope in hell of seeing this woman in this promotion. Um, but now it's becoming more of a realistic possibility. Um, will it ever happen? Who knows? But um, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I hope that it does happen. You know, Mercedes is a huge star. I think that the knockouts division could use a boost like that. If, if they do wrestle um, and I fully believe that this weekend at battle in the Valley in San Jose live on fight, uh, fight TV. Um, I do think that she's going to beat Kyrie Sane for the IWGP women's championship. Um, and, and I think that's the move. If you're new Japan, I think that, I think that, you know, you had Kyrie, who's a pretty big name, uh, win the title. You bring that title back to the States 
um, the biggest possible name that is available for them to use in the United States is Mercedes uh, Monet. And I think that that's the person that should be having the title right now. And that will legitimize that belt. Um, and then if she wins that, I say that she should go into the next big impact pay-per-view and win that belt. Kind of do what Kenny Omega was doing with AEW. I don't think that would hurt the knockouts division. I, I only think that it'll help the knockouts division. Um, she doesn't have to wrestle all that often. You get her for a couple of pay-per-views and hopefully she's a, a boost to business. I don't think that she'd be as big a boost as Kenny Omega was for those couple of pay-per-views he was around, but I do think that she would be absolutely a boost over what we have right now. Um, there's nobody on the roster right now uh, that is a bigger star. There's more famous people, but there's nobody on the roster right now that people want to see Russell more than than Mercedes Monet. Now, I do apologize if I called her Martinez. I keep getting confused, but it's Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks. I should have just stuck with Sasha Banks because that's what I'm used to calling her. Um, but exciting times uh, lie ahead. Um, we we do have a we do have a lot to talk about. So um, you know, stick stick with me. I'm going to be covering this. Um, I'm going to be covering this the whole time. Um, and we, we will see. And hopefully by next week, we have more uh, of an idea of what's going on. And maybe by next week, JD will be back and I'll get JD's thoughts on this stuff. But um, big, big stuff lie ahead. So um, stay tuned after the impact recap and head to patreon.com slash fight game media. Uh, we got some uh, we got some news about Jay White, some very interesting news. I actually like I don't have inside scoops and i don't have inside sources but it's like i know people that know a couple of people and i was talking to them the last few days and i have a pretty good idea where he's going so i want to talk about that um and where he's gonna end up after this weekend uh, plus we'll talk a little jerry jarrett we'll talk some uh, ring of honor news mlw ratings and a little bit more not a ton of impact news so i'm sorry we don't have much of that on the patreon today um but i i i will do my best to cover all the news uh and notes going on in pro wrestling um but let's go ahead and let's get into the um to the recap here and like I said, tonight's show was really good. Um, on BTI, Deanna Perrazzo defeated Steph DeLander. And that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us. Um, DeLander's got something, man. I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, um, she's somebody that I would hope would stick around and uh, get to, get to you know, maybe have a little run here in Impact. We'll see. Maybe if she gets a, a bit more experience and then she can she can be something for this promotion. These are the type of people that Impact should be uh, getting behind and signing. So I guess at one point, Giselle Shaw attacked Perrazzo after the match and tried to spill a bowl of chili. Um, somebody on Twitter thought it was actually dog food, which I think it was just chili from their uh, catering. But um, but Perrazzo died. So Perrazzo's relegated to the pre-show doing bullshit with Giselle Shaw and bowls of chili. So there you go. But I guess... Uh, Prazo ducked and a Jive doll got. I didn't watch it, so I would never watch that. Um, but they got right into the main show, and the main show was awesome. Uh, Kushida was in the opening match. He defeated Chris Bay. I think this, like, I think this match. I think they went over twenty minutes. Um, I didn't know they went over twenty minutes. I had to look to see what the times the timestamp on YouTube was, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, these guys went for a while." This was a hell of a match. Like that's when you know you got a really good match is whenever you know you're like twenty minutes into this and you don't even realize how long you've been watching it. But this was this was awesome, man. Kushida's great. I mean, Chris Bay is obviously great. Kushida's a legend. 
Um, they, uh, they, they had just an excellent, excellent match. Uh, we'll, we'll go here to, uh, to the finish. Kushida tried to pull Bay towards him, but he did a mule kick that broke the grip. Um, and it was very cool. According to Josiah, Kushida hit a couple kick against the ropes and then hit a flip dive over the corner and to the floor on Bay. Um, that was awesome. Uh, Kushida punted the arm at Bay and went for the hoverboard lock, but Bay countered out. Bay sent Kushida into the ropes for a springboard leg drop to the back of Kushida's head for a two count. Bay went for the art of finesse, but Kushida countered into an arm bar. Rolled, uh, Bay rolled through into the Gato clutch for a two count, and Kushida countered into a Kimura, which he turned into a cradle for a pin. That was really cool, man. Um, that whole that whole thing, and, and that like a lot more happened in that match than what I just said. So uh, I'm pretty sure that Impact is going to release that on YouTube. So if you have not seen that, um, you could probably go into their YouTube channel over the weekend, and it's probably going to be available um, without having to watch the rest of the show. I highly recommend you guys go out and go out of your way to see that. And so um, Kushida gets the win. They are they're setting up the big trios match with uh, Austin uh, Bay and Kenta versus uh, the Time Machines, which would be Kushida and the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, they're real excited about this Kenta coming into the promotion because they actually started selling T-shirts last week of Kenta. Um, which I don't know if that's indicative of how long we're going to get this guy in the company or how many times he's going to be around. But, you know, the relationship with good, with New Japan is good enough that we're now selling Kenta t-shirts on shopimpact.com. Um, and if it was, you know, Kenta of 10 years ago, I, I might actually be interested in buying that shirt. But as we stated last week, you know, it's Kenta, but it's not Kenta, right? It's, it's New Japan Kenta. It's like Hideo Itami kind of broken down a little bit into Kenta, um, and he doesn't do a whole lot in New Japan. Maybe we can get a little bit of the Noah Kenta. Now, well, we'll say the last couple times he's gone to Noah, because New Japan and Noah have a working relationship, he has looked like the old Kenta. Not old Kenta, the old Kenta from like 2010. He actually has looked like that. So um, hopefully we get a little bit of that. And I think just being in the ring with the machine guns and the time machines, um, the machine guns of Kushida is really going to be helpful for him. So um, looking, looking forward to that. Um, so after that, we go to this boring ass sit down. Uh, we had Santino with uh, bulky Ray and tummy dreamer, and they announced that they were going to do a boast busted open live with Dave LaGreca. I don't know what that means. Like, I guess, so it's like no surrender weekend. Are they doing a live radio show? And I guess I, maybe they're going to have a debate or are they going to wrestle? I, I really don't know. Cause bully was, he kept saying that he wanted the mic over and over again. And then they talked about how like, they weren't going to be friends anymore. I'm like, you guys are grownups in your fifties. And this is how you talk. You couple of dumb dumbs, man. But um, they said, Oh, you know, let's just go our separate ways. Let's not even be friends. And then the bully just wanted Tommy out of the company. So what do you, what are you even good for anyway? I kind of agree with that. Um, and then, but just eventually they, they uh, they decided they're doing busted open live, which I still don't know what that means. If it's just a live radio show after no surrender, I just don't care. But if it means we're not actually going to see them wrestle the pay per view, I'm going to call a dub on that deal because I thought we were going to get these two fat asses doing cookie sheets and bullshit for 20 minutes, um, and that was really going to piss me off considering we got Speedball and Gresham on the fucking pre-show and we got these these two turd goblins on the fucking main show doing their same bullshit from 30 years ago. I thought that's what was going to happen, but it turns out maybe they're going to save their crap for afterwards and I'm not going to watch it. So there you go. Uh, next match, we got uh, Steve Macklin 
he defeated Rhino. Uh, another good brawl. I like that they picked it back up here, man. After the the abomination that was the previous segment, uh, Macklin and Rhino. Rhino was able to turn the clock back. Macklin is great, by the way. I thought he really looked good in here with uh, with Rhino. Um, uh, this was just a, a good good match. Rhino hit some shoulder tackles and a belly to belly out of the corner for a two count. Uh, then he hit a spine buster on Macklin and called for the gore, but Macklin dodged and hit a spear of his own for the two count. Macklin went for the KIA, but Rhino blocked it. So Macklin slipped behind and hit Heath's finisher. So he hit Heath's move. So that's a little bit of foreshadowing for later. Um, for the victory, uh, a good, a good, good win. So with Macklin, it's I think it's clear they're setting him up for a title shot with Josh Alexander. And if he doesn't win at No Surrender, that's going to be a mistake. Um, but not only should he win, I I feel like, and I felt like this before, like when he wrestled Dango a few weeks ago. I felt that he should just like take him down, elbow the crap out of him, make him bleed and pin him in three minutes. Right. I don't think you do that to Rhino in three minutes. He's a legend here, but you still haven't beat the crap out of him. Right. Like that. If we're going to push this guy to a title shot, we're going to make him a credible challenger for Josh Alexander. We need to turn him into a bad motherfucker. That's important. Bad motherfuckers draw money. And that's what we need out of this guy. If we're going to put him in the main event against Josh on a pay-per-view, we've got to go all the way with him. He's going to start kicking ass, and some of these other people in this promotion need to just fucking lay down and take it, right? If we're going with Macklin as the top heel for a pay-per-view, some of y'all got to get your asses whooped. That's important. Let's do that. Um, Impact needs to step their game up on that stuff because I feel like a lot of times they have weak challengers, and we're like, well, the match will be good, so I'm going to look forward to it. You know, if you have a good match and a hot story and an over character all at the same time, you got magic. Take a look at what happened. What's happening at WrestleMania? Smaller scale here in Impact, of course, and it's really hard to catch that lightning in a bottle. But there are things that you can actively do to build your challengers, right? And he's just, you know, he he went eight minutes with Rhino, and it was a good match, but it wasn't like he beat the shit out of the guy. Um, you know, he might have got a heat on him after the match was over, but he didn't really do much during the match to make me think that he was, a, you know, a significantly better than Rhino. Um, we got to get there with him if we're going to make him. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win the title, but, you know, if we're going to push him to the thing, it's like, look, wrestling fans just understands like, hey, we're, we put these two guys in the match and it's just going to be a good match. If you want to get a lot more people to that, you need to tell that story. And, um, you know, making Macklin to be a badass villain. And then you go back into his history with, uh, with being in the Marine Corps, being in the military and how he reinvented himself here in impact. You got a good backstory with this guy. I think you can really do something with them if they, uh, if they play their cards right. But right now what they're doing is just for, you know, paint by numbers bullshit. So, um, we got to do better there. Gia Miller, she was Masha Slamovich. Um, she asked her a couple questions. Slamovich spoke in Russian. So I guess we're all supposed to assume that Gia knows Russian or maybe they got Gia has like an earbud in and someone's like translating for her. But um, I really thought this was cool. <laughs> I just like I like Masha speaking Russian and they got subtitles. I don't know why. I think it's awesome. Uh, she really sounds like a badass when she does that. But anyway, she says she's going to beat the shit out of Masha and then probably Mickey later. So, I mean, that was the gist of it. Uh, Zicky Diced. Diced. Diced, dummy. Ziggy Dice announced that he found an opponent for Swinger that had a worse record than they had and outwalked Barry Horowitz. And then Barry Horowitz 
proceeded to defeat Johnny Swinger. And this and this is what our, our friend Josiah said. He said, this was a horrible match, but he loved it because it was funny and horrible. So um, at one point, Swinger had the upper hand on Horowitz, and these guys could barely fucking move, but he had the upper hand on Horowitz, and Horowitz, he, he looked like he just got out of a 90-day rehab center. Um Took a sip of vodka, hit a hit a couple of um, oxycotton, and head to the ring. But um, he uh, and he could barely move, which was pretty funny. Um, but at one point, Swinger had the upper hand on Horowitz, and uh, the Kiss Demon, that guy who was at Bound for Glory a couple years ago, he showed up, distracted Swinger, and then Horowitz put him in an abdominal stretch and rolled him into a pinfall. Um, so very, very like you know, nineteen sixties funny. Here, but um, look, I enjoy Swinger, and I really like seeing Barry Horowitz out there. If if they're gonna do this thing where Hor- with uh, Johnny Swinger is going to these different territories and bringing out old school jobbers, we gotta go all the way with this thing, man. You know, I I I want to see the Mulkies. You know, I want to see those guys. I want to see fucking Reno Riggins. Uh, I want to see Scott Demore. Scott Demore, the Canadian guy who used to you know do jobs on WCW Worldwide on Saturday mornings. You know, let's let's do it. Let's go all the way, man. Um, I I, I kind of like this gimmick. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then we go to the back. Moose claimed he was going to get even with Joe Hendry to Gia Miller, and then walked out to the parking lot and started smashing a car with a pipe. Unfortunately for him, he did not. That was not Joe Hendry's car. It turns out it was Santino's car. And then Santino made a dot combat match. Which I believe is going to be at No Surrender. I don't know. They didn't make that announcement, but uh, sorry, swip of water for the working man. Um, he made a dot combat match, and I don't know when that's going to be. But the dot combat matches, where you wrestle in a ring, and like your weapons are like keyboards and mouse and cell phones and all that jazz. So uh, we're going to get another match between uh, Hendry and Moose. Uh, I like their last match. Um, you know, sporting wise, there's no real reason for them to wrestle and giving Moose a shot at the title is not really a good way to punish him for beating up your car, <laughs> especially when the champion is a lot smaller than him. But hey, man, pro wrestling for you. Sometimes bullshit works and uh, hopefully they have a good match. We'll see. Uh, next, we go to Eddie Edwards. He defeated Heath. Um, uh, actually, hold on here. Heath defeated Eddie Edwards. Uh, Josiah, come on now, you're uh, you're killing me here, bud. <laughs> Heath, Heath defeated jo- uh, Heath defeated Eddie Edwards. So, um, uh, Heath fought, Heath fought Heath fought out, but Ada. So yeah, Edwards choked Heath with his boot and then did a chin lock, and Heath fought out and ate a headbutt from Edwards. Heath hit a leg larry in response and a knee strike. Edwards immediately fired back with a hard chop, uh, going with a power slam from Heath. Uh, or he got hit with a power slam from Heath. Edwards hit a huge superplex on Heath before hitting a Tiger driver for a two count. Edwards went for the diehard driver, but the lights went out and PCO's lightning could be seen, which distracted Edwards. Um, so we had two distraction <laughs> distractions by music in uh, back to back matches here. Um, so we yeah, we need a little quality control there, guys. Um, and then Heath hit the wake up call for the pinfall. Um, so the match was really good up until that point, but of course we had the whole bullshit where the dummy, um, loses to music. And so 
it was what it was. Um, but obviously they're, they're going towards this PCO feud still. So, uh, PCO then appeared behind Edwards and started beating him up hit a scorpion death drop. Um, and then uh, as he was going to the top rope to hit a senton, Eddie Edwards rolled out of the ring to avoid it. And they're going to continue their feud. Um, so we'll, we'll see where that feud ends up, man. They, I feel like they've been feuding for six months, so I don't, I don't know when they're going to have this finale, but I hope we get to it soon. Um, and then design, they were muttering and meandering backstage saying nonsensical bullshit that nobody cares about. Um, which happened to be about their match with the Kazarian, Kazarian and Yumi Mora coming up. Diener said that Callahan and himself would be facing Kazarian and Yumi Mora as they have step five of the seven deadly steps for, uh, for to accept Callahan into the, this sucked. I, why am I right? This, this was stupid. Uh, speaking of stupid, we got another creepy promo from James Mitchell saying his boss, Rosemary's father, whom is either Satan or it's Kevin Sullivan, or they're the same person. I don't know. But uh, sent him to deliver a present to the Death Dolls. They were the Hex, and they were coming for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. And then Allison Kay, uh, I think that's her name, um, said that uh, they were going to Hextinguish, Hex, sting, get it, Hextinguish the competition. Yeah. So they're uh, they're trying to work that uh, hex thing. Anything that with an X in it, they're gonna try to say hex. So um, that promo was not excellent whatsoever. Um, Mitchell said the problem with selling a soul was that he really got sleep and had uh, lots of work to do. So he's looking to cause some havoc. James Mitchell is so much better than a Diener, according to our friend Josiah. But I thought this whole thing was terrible, um, waste of time. Masha Slamovich beat the shit out of Alicia Edwards. And then after the match is over, continued. And Mickey James, who was on commentary, made the save. Um, tried to break it up. And then Slamovich uh, proceeded to beat her ass, too, and then started to get the choke on her. So we'll see where that's going. Um, but uh, they're, they're going to have their match in no surrender. So a little heat for that match. Crazy Steve and Black Tarus are backstage. They're cutting another creepy... So a lot of creepy promos going on in this promotion. Um, a little too much. Like, I feel like they have too many characters that are, like, that belong in this, like, sci-fi realm that they're doing. Like, I I don't know who the fuck on this creative team is really, really in love with this bullshit, but God damn it, dude. Like, one a show. You get one... Like, like set parameters here. Like okay, dumb dumb, you get one, okay. Uh, y- if you get a crazy Steve Long promo, okay, you don't get the hex and you don't get the death dolls and you and you don't get witch a woman. You just get crazy Steve. You got to rotate that shit. You only get one of those per show. God damn it! But anyway, they're backstage cutting a creepy promo, and Steve said that if uh, Trey Miguel put the X Division Championship on the line, he would leave him alone. Steve then challenged him to a monstrous ball match, um, as Toros yelled in the background. So, um. And then next we go back to uh, Santino and Fandango. They were backstage with Gresham and Bailey, and Santino announced that they would have a match at the pay-per-view. It's on the pre-show, of course. Uh, but Dingo interjected and saying they could team next week to face the Motor City Machine Guns. And then Barry Horowitz walked up and asked for the same deal that Swinger had, and then Santino then announced Horowitz against Rhino, to which said Hor- Horowitz said, you know what, brother, I'd rather go out on top. That was pretty funny. Uh, I actually like this whole segment, and believe it or not, I thought Dingo was pretty funny in it um, as he's trying to win approval from Santino, but then he ends up making a match 
um, which is outside of his lane and authority, uh, which pissed Santino off. But because it was a good match, he had to allow it. So, and then kind of make it his own idea. So I, you know, I have not been liking them two as a duo, but I did think in this skit specifically, I thought that they were pretty strong. Um, and then we got to the main event, man. And look, this show was bookended by two awesome matches. And then they had two matches in the middle uh, and then one squash match. I, I thought the wrestling on the show was pretty outstanding. I thought some of the backstage stuff was a little bit too much for me, a little bit hokey. But the wrestling outweighed the bad backstage stuff. So overall, I thought this was a really good episode. Um, and yeah, I don't think you can watch this match with Rich Swan and uh, Kenny King and not be impressed with this uh with this uh with this episode of impact i this was far and away way better than last week um and kenny king man i gotta say like i was never a kenny king fan you know he was an impact before when i was kind of in and out of impact and i wasn't that impressed with them and then he went to ring of honor i think he was part of the all-night express with a uh, Rhett titus is that his name Rhett titus um and they were a good tag team but anytime i've seen kenny king like do solo matches i just like there's just something about him that I just never cared about, like on camera, like not as a person, like on camera, right? Um, but he's had two pretty damn good main events this year. The first one being the pit fight match with Speedball Bailey. I thought that was awesome. And then the dude comes in here and he has a main event with Rich Swan. And I'll be damned, man, they killed it. Um, you know, it's gonna be hard for Josh and Rich to to beat this match, and then they probably will. But uh, this match was really, really freaking good. So I got to, you know, hey, look, I, I, I haven't been nice to Kenny King in the past, so I got to give the man his props. I thought he was awesome here. Um, and we'll go to some of the play-by-play. So King went for a suplex on Swan, but Swan kneed him in the head, and on the way up, it turned into a DDT. Uh, King then hit a spine buster and verbally sparred with a heckler. King uh, hit a soul butt. Um, Swan hit a pump kick, and then King hit a Superman punch and a power slam for a two-count. Uh, Swan, Swan went for the poison run and, on King and then um, hit a soul butt, and then they both got up. Swan went for a kick, but King caught it and transitioned into a half crack, half crab. Sorry about that. Both men hit kicks to drop to the mat. Swan got up and missed the Phoenix Splash, and King hit a Tiger Driver for a two count. Uh, King went for the Royal Flush, and Swan countered with a cradle for the pinfall. Like, like, you know, this was this was one of those like. You know, Kushida and Bay, you definitely got to go out of your way to watch. This was better than that match. You got to go out of your way to watch both of these matches. And the crowd, this Orlando crowd was awesome, by the way. So much so that I'm like, you know, I've, I've been hearing rumors that Slammiversary might actually be in uh, Windsor, Ontario. I I think they should bring it to Orlando. Like, and, I, and I was a proponent of them keeping it in, in Nashville every year. But, man, this Orlando crowd, it's full um, they're lively. I know they get a ton of wrestling. They're oversaturated with wrestling, but they seem to really like it, man. And I think that you can get a lot of people to a Slammiversary show and you can just do the same arena, just, you know, deck it out a little bit more, make it look a little nicer. Um, but I, I thought this crowd was awesome and they were really up for this match and this match was incredible. Um, I, you, you got to give it up to both guys and you especially got to give it up to Kenny King, who I thought, oh, underachieved a lot throughout his career but he seems to be you know proving a point he's on a mission here at impact and uh so far in 2023 it's been the year of the king man because he's had two really really good main events um after the match king attacked swan and then went to use the chair but josh alexander ran down to make the save 
Um, and Swan went to super kick King, but King ducked and Swan nailed Alexander with the kick as the show went off the air with Alexander looking at Swan while holding his face. So uh, we got a little twist and a turn there as we head into no surrender. I think that's next week. Oh, yep. 24th next week. Um, they added a wrinkle finally to this, uh, to this match with uh, Josh and uh, Rich Swan. Because up until this moment, it's just been two guys that love each other. They just want to be friends and wrestle and just have a fun wrestling match and may the best man win. You know, that's kind of what the Swan Alexander match is. Honestly, Masha versus Mickey is a bigger match than that. There's more interest in that than there is this one. And the trios match is, you know, probably, you know, I'm because of Kenta you know, coming in for the first time, that's got a lot of interest. So they're going to have to do something to get the people interested in Alexander versus Rich Swan. You're going to have the crowd. that's like, well, it's going to be a great match. So I'm interested. Well, yeah, I get that. But what's the story other than Rich Swan won a match and now he's the number one contender. You know, we got rich. He was a former champion. He had a lot of great. He had a great title run, a lot of great matches. He had great matches with Chris Bay, um, Moose, and uh, he he actually got a really good match out of Tommy Dreamer during that run, which was weird. Um, he ended up losing it to Omega, and he never got his title shot back. And I like that story. But what's in it for Josh? What does Josh care about? Let's hear from Josh's side. And so far, Josh's side, oh, you know, Rich, Rich is great, and I like Rich. And we're going to have a match. I mean, that's all we're really getting out of Josh here. So maybe Josh will be a little pissed off. That'd be nice. Let's have two people that want to wrestle each other and be fucking mad at each other. And they could both be baby faces. That's possible. Look at what they're doing with um, Adam Page and John Moxley. That, that story is awesome. Those guys are both baby faces. They were having a match. Moxley knocked him out. And... Page wants his revenge and they've had a couple of matches they've gone back and forth and each time they wrestle they hate each other even more that makes a lot of sense you don't like it when people beat you but right now there's like there's no heat between Josh and Rich so let's get some heat and maybe um, maybe this could lead to a little bit of heat who knows man who knows what we have in store you know sometimes the storytelling in this promotion it, it's it's long it's drawn out a lot of it's, a lot of it can be very creative and then there's a lot that's like paint by numbers so um and i feel like that's what the rich and uh josh story has been and it's ultimately going to culminate in a really good match and that's what we get here and that's great too so i'm looking forward to the match um but hey if you are watching on youtube um, or if you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, do me a favor. <coughs> Excuse me. I want you to head over to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. Now, I understand that I'm going solo on that ass again this week, but um, I'm going to talk a little bit of wrestling news, uh, and I, it's not exclusive news. I think some other people have picked this up. I'm going to talk a little bit of Jay White stuff, so, uh, so stick around. 